Welcome to AM Best Audio. Allianz Commercial has just released its annual Directors and Officers Insurance Insights Report. The report identifies the major risk trends affecting a company directors and officers and includes an outlook on the DNO insurance market for 2024. I'm John Weber for AM Best Audio, and I'm speaking today to Vanessa Maxwell, Global Head of Financial Lines for Allianz Commercial. Vanessa, so glad you could join us today. Thanks, John. I'm happy to be here. So, Vanessa, what are some of the global and economic issues that directors and officers need to prepare for in 2024? I would say, John, there's a number of issues that directors and officers need to start thinking about um, what they haven't already for 2024. We have a geopolitical landscape that's ever evolving as we start the new year. The number of elections covering approximately 50% of the voting population this year. We have a changing landscape when it comes to social media and artificial intelligence. And we have ongoing inflation, interest rates increasing, causing headwinds for many of our businesses, which increases the risks that we see for insolvencies. Um, lastly, I would add that ESG has encompassed so many developing concerns and is an area of focus for all, and should be an area of focus for all directors and officers. We're going to touch on a lot of those topics in just a minute, but you just mentioned insolvencies, and the report shows that insolvencies are expected to rise by about 10% next year. What's up with that, Vanessa? Well, generally speaking, we're seeing the increased pressure around the looming recession impacting many corporate businesses. We're seeing lower pricing power and weaker global demands, which will continue to put pressure on many of the corporate's liquidity positions. Um, sadly, I expect these will continue as we still see a challenging economy going forward, um, and we're not showing too many signs of improvement. Um, overall, uh, excess cash begins to be reduced and ongoing profitability begins to see pressure, and we will start to see deterioration in payment terms. Without any significant changes in the insolvency frameworks, there's a belief that insolvencies will continue to rise. Um, I know when we, we looked at the article, there was some citing back to an October Alliance trade issued insolvency report, which does provide a lot of, of greater detail around this topic and our expectations. Um, but it does in particular cite, you know, countries like the U.S. potentially reaching pre-pandemic business insolvency levels by the end of 2024. So overall, in summary, I, I think that directors and officers need to keep a close eye on the economic outlook, the cost of capital and, and profitability margins as they look into the new year. You know, God forbid, Vanessa, that I could do an interview without talking about artificial intelligence, and this is going to be no exception. So what's the concern there for directors and officers? Well, I mean, absolutely. AI is not something we can ignore. Um, it's, a, it's a developing industry that continues to grow and is being used day in, day out, and inside and outside of organizations. Um, my view is that directors and officers should consider a number of items when adapting you know, artificial intelligence into the business. Some examples, starting with cybersecurity, which we know has already been on the forefront for many directors and officers, and they should already be thinking about that. Um, but also the potential for increased regulatory risk um, around this topic and gover as governing bodies start looking at the framework around AI. Um, we also you know, see concerns around the potential increase in systemic risk from the wider reliance on AI. Uh, we know that the chief of the SEC believes that AI will create a hurting behavior as many rely on the same underlying information. Um, and I would also add that I think directors and officers should consider management the management of investor expectations around what these capabilities can provide. Beyond that, how can companies mitigate risks associated with Gen AI? Um, 
while you know I might not be all encompassing in some of my comments here, I, I think it's important that we establish adequate risk management and legal frameworks uh, along with regulatory and governance protocol. We should look to align these or directors and officers should look to make sure these are aligned with the type of technology and the expectations around the use of this technology. Um, I would suggest that they set expectations around guardrails and the utilization of the technology and clearly define the parameters um, for employees when using this, this tool. We would also recommend continuous review, audits, trainings around the technology to make sure that all users are staying within the framework. Um, and we, I know we talk about it a little bit in the article, and I, I couldn't agree more that AI is a very exciting tool and that we can add, it can add a lot of value to business, but it's definitely not without risk, and we need to closely monitor that. Um, and its evolution. Directors and officers should also think about how it impacts employees' morale, the fear of job loss, changing jobs and responsibilities and interactions with AI on the job. I mean, ultimately, directors and officers, in my opinion, need to think about it as another puzzle piece to running their business. It's going to be interesting. Now, earlier you mentioned geopolitical risks. What are companies facing? Yeah, so I mean, I think the key geopolitical risks for our insurers are some of the major elections we have coming up um, and the impact that they'll have on the economies and trade, you know, thinking about how some of our global relationships will ultimately impact their business. We also have the, the ongoing warning, Ukraine increased sanctions in Russia and the current conflict in Gaza, all causing instability to supply chains. You know, when I think about it and what directors and officers should consider when they're protecting their organization, you know, I would recommend that they have strategies in place around alternative plans if they're ever presented with some blockers and how they can think about that. Um, you know, strong business interruption plans. I would also recommend strong diversity in the boardroom that provides, you know, varied opinions to when they are presented with new problems. Um, I also think that business should be thinking about what the norms of their industries are, but also looking out on the forefront into the future. Um, and lastly, I would, I would suggest that companies need to think about the safety of their employees, including, you know, suitable kidnap and ransom processes, just as some examples. So I couldn't help but notice you mentioned diversity in the boardroom. We haven't talked a lot about ESG in recent months. Is that a, still a concern when it comes to DNO? Yes. I mean, ESG is is a very broad topic, as we all know, and it's just about anything can be related to ESG and, or potentially anti-ESG. Um, you know, when I think about ESG, my Im immediate thought is that any new and additional complexity introduced to organizations, you know, can add an increased risk to a company. Uh, and I, I do caution how companies think about that and, you know, what they need to do to, to best protect themselves there. Customize your data experience. BestLink now offers an interactive company dashboard that provides company-level intelligence in a fast, user-friendly interface featuring interactive tables, charts, and Sparkline performance histories. Customize the dashboard tiles to prioritize the insurer ratings, data, and analytics that best support your workflow. AM Best. Our insight, your advantage. Vanessa, do you think an increasingly polarized world is uh, impacting DNO in any way, shape, or form? Absolutely. I think that we're starting to see a significant risk for DNO and 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 how they need to respond to you know, as you say, ESG, for example, is 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 a topic that we all seem to be talking a lot about. I joke that DNO may be relabeled to um, ESG protection to some extent. 
Um, but it is becoming polarized. And if you move too much in one direction, you run the risk of not doing the right thing. So my general view for directors and officers is they need to continue to act cautiously, um, take ESG issues very seriously and make the right decisions for the company. Um, they need to be well informed around the local regulation and the evolving landscape and to make sure that they're always making the right decisions for both key stakeholders and shareholders, but also for the business. So, Vanessa, the report also mentioned social media, which is kind of interesting. What role does social media play when it comes to DNO? Well, I think when we look back to some of the events in March 23, uh, we know the extent to which social media drove the behavior of clients around some of the banks in the U.S. and um, over here in Europe. You know, we saw where advice hit, and I'll, I'll use X, although I constantly want to call it Twitter, um, you and everybody else. <laughs> so, but we saw where advice hit X and cl- and clients started to, to sp- around spreading their assets to other banks. And that led to a run on the bank in, in North America, Silicon Valley Bank. And they obviously weren't able to sustain it. We saw similar events um, with Credit Suisse here in Europe, where even though an anonymous bank was named, um, the rumors began circulated and it obviously... Um, hit the market by Monday and the shares dropped quite significantly, which they weren't able to recover from. I think in both cases, we saw examples of where social media drove and influenced clients um, and customers to ultimately lose trust and confidence in their financial institutions. And and therefore, we saw the deterioration in both of those organizations. Um, You know, for me, when I think about social media, Cases like this show us that directors and officers and organizations need to have strong response plans in place to a social media crisis and how they can behave and counteract that to make sure they protect the organization. Additionally, I think there's a greater risk when we think about social media and how organizations use it for their own media posts and that they need to use the same due diligence when they think about their disclosures for others. But in in general, I think social media... um, does provide an additional risk, but we can see how it can be also, to use the word from earlier, quite polarizing and draw attention to things in quite an extreme manner. So we covered a lot of ground here today, Vanessa. Uh, I can't help but ask, how should insurers work with their insureds to mitigate their exposure risk when it comes to DNO? Um, well, while we can't predict and mitigate for all exposures these days because they are evolving, um, I think at least at Alliance we work both directly and through our distribution partners to exchange information um, about all of the potential risks facing our directors and officers. Additionally, you know, continuous engagement with our customers and distribution partners where we share information um, to ensure that we have a broad and informed view of all the vast risks facing the directors and officers is really important, so transparency. Um, Also here at Allianz, and I I cited the article from Allianz Trade earlier, but we work closely as a group to continuously look forward and pick up what we believe are potential future risks early on to help our customers uh, to be best prepared to deal with some of those risks going forward. Well, Vanessa, all the best to you in the new year. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thanks, Sean. It was great being here. That was Vanessa Maxwell, Global Head of Financial Lines for Allianz Commercial. And I'm John Weber for AM Best Audio. Looking to get the attention of the insurance industry? 
We have the platforms to do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day, find out more by contacting our Advertising Services Business Development Team at 908-882-1706.